0: Okay. (laughs) Fire on the hole, big (laughs) guy. All right. So uh, uh, today uh, we have a special podcast. Um, On here, we have a a gentleman of ours, uh, a friend of ours who um, we have known for quite a while, uh, Rowan, um, from up there in, uh, where are you, Canuck, Canada, somewhere?
1: I am, Vancouver, BC.
0: There you go. Yes. So um Rowan is actually one of the owners of Blonix and um he'll correct me if I'm wrong but uh we've known uh Rowan for quite a while and uh what what we just told Rowan is that we have no clue how this podcast is going to go. Um so <laughs> and uh, I think Rowan is just as willing to go anywhere we want to go as uh we are.
1: Absolutely. Let's let's so, get dirty.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Brian, Romans into getting dirty. I don't know about this.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, Canadian dirty and, and California dirty are different.
1: And Colorado is right. It's, it's well, dirty, I- eh? That's what we do. That's what we do.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. So when I, when I went to uh, British Columbia for um, uh, my Ironman in like 2005, so we drove up there from California, uh, from Sacramento. And uh, we crossed the borders. Uh, First of all, we were expecting snow as soon as we crossed the border, which doesn't really happen in British Columbia. Uh, Probably a little bit further north it does, but uh, Mm -hmm. right at the border, it's not so
2: snowy. I'm sure maybe on the east. east
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. There's
2: tons of snow in British Columbia, just not on the fucking coast. So we drive across the border and
0: we go from Washington to Canada and it is a huge difference in how pristine uh, it is up there. I, I couldn't believe like our standard of clean was way different. Um, I don't know how you Canadians take care of your roads up there. But the cool thing about driving in Canada is I noticed that your road signs are in kilometers per hour. That's which, right.
1: Yeah. See, you can come- see Americans out. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea what speed they're going.
0: Well, so I was going to say a hundred kilometers per hour to me meant a hundred miles per hour.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Okay, Americans are good at math.
0: <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's a one to one ratio, right?
2: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, so uh, we have connected, Roan. We were just talking about it. We—it's been probably since 2013
1: we've seen each other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I left—I yeah. left you in a bar somewhere in Fresno, I think, at probably about <laughs> midnight. Oh, had, yeah, I have no <laughs> I idea just, what happened after that.
0: <laughs> I was say that's happened more than once. Brian's left me there. Uh, a few dates left me at bars before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Leave you there, shit. I usually find the biggest gayest uh, bouncer and hook you up with him. (laughs) Which is much easier to find in California than it is out here in Colorado.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so right on. So, um, Rowan, why don't you update us kind of, um, on, uh, tell us a little bit first of all, uh, since we have you on, tell us a little bit about Blonix, about, um, kind of your background, uh, I guess you can tell a little bit about how you, me, and Brian met, um, and then kind of what's transpired with Blonix since we've lost contact in 2013.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, in terms of the, you know where what Blonix is and who we are as a company, so we're we're a company based on my belief. I used to be a, a sports scientist, exercise physiologist, and uh, kind of knew too much about supplements. I did a lot of research on supplements worked at Iowa State University, developing a couple of supplement ingredients and kind of realized that the supplement industry, where it started off in science, was really going down towards this, what I think is a is a really dangerous or bad path, where it would start to become really marketing focused. So a lot of companies uh, really focusing on selling and telling people uh, effectively lies about products just to shift them, to uh, to get them into people's hands. And uh, Blonix is really my kind of uh, effort to try and change that. So it's based on uh, this real desire to uh, show more respect to the customers and the athletes out there that take supplements by being really honest with them. It's like, what is it we actually sell? Keeping it simple so that they can understand, um, you know, exactly what the uh, the products are and the ingredients are and what they're putting into their body. And, and kind of keeping it that way, keeping true to the science, uh, high integrity and focusing on uh, on just a select few supplements that actually have the research behind them. And that was the foundation of the, the company. Uh, we really focus on the CrossFit market. And the reason is, and this, this kind of ties into the story of how I know you guys and met you guys, is uh, the CrossFit market started, uh, CrossFit really started with this, um, you know, like, like the, fitness, the fitness industry is going a certain way and we don't really like it. Uh, we think we should approach fitness uh, with a different attitude and, and it's kind of science based in that respect. And they also looked at supplements like that. I remember Greg Glassman uh, talking about his, you know, his, his approach to diet and simplifying everything and, um, and the uprising of the paleo diet, but also this shying away of, uh, from supplements. And it's like fish oil and vitamin D were pretty much the only supplements that were, you know, that kind of there was confidence in. So, you know, we came in, it's like, well, this market will focus, we'll start to think about um, performance supplements and things like that. This is a market where people are starting to question the industry and that's where we should focus. So as a company, we really focus on the CrossFit market. Um, coming down to where I met you guys, I think it was in the lead up to the 2012 CrossFit Games. And um, you know, as a, a classic startup, I was sitting in an office up here in Vancouver and just phoning uh, every gym I could find, you know, that was in in the state of California, basically around the CrossFit Games uh, to try and sell my wares and sell our products and things like that. And Kevin, I remember having having some really cool conversations with you and getting to know a lot more about the CrossFit market from um from you I mean, obviously you know you're not a very opinionated person so uh, you know it was, uh, it was an interesting conversation it was excellent and then and brian i think you were were you working at FTF um yeah at the the, uh, the games in remember. 2012
2: i was out there doing my internship to finish up my degree so i was out there uh working with FTF, and uh yeah and that was kind of my first that's it uh real integration into the whole california crossfit scene and, and kind of what kevin was doing with it and it was still, it wasn't one of the things I liked about Kevin was his thing. Wasn't just full on hundred percent CrossFit, but it was mixing CrossFit as a method of strength and conditioning along with, you know, traditional strength and conditioning stuff along with, uh, tissue quality stuff along with mobility and all that mm-hmm. type of thing. So, um, and I've always been kind of a, a keep it simple, stupid kind of a so we person. So, uh, Blox was really one of the ones I kind of looked at. That was like, oh, these guys are not you know glitz and glamour shit. They have two things. Um, they're, I mean, honestly, there's not a whole lot of flash and, and stuff like that in your in your products and your uh, labels and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I, I like these guys. They know that they're they got one thing that they do really well, or a couple of things they do really well, and they just concentrate on that, and they don't try to take advantage of all the
1: you know all the bullshit that's out there. And that's exactly the approach we, we take is very much, it, it's education, you know, it's like we can either try and sell you something by uh, sponsoring athletes or flashy marketing on the you know, front cover of magazines and things like that, or, or we can you know, take our time to get to know you and, and who you are as an athlete and say, right, here's some education. It's not like this product is what you should be taking. It's much more, um, look, we want, we want to encourage you and empower you to be able to go and do your research to do, to kind of just dis- go through that process of discovery and understand what what supplements are out there that have the science behind them and that you should be taking and that's uh, that's the approach and I and as soon as I see, see people like like yeah you right who very much you know like uh um have a really good education and have really focused on that and really you know kind of that that underpins what you preach and practice sort of thing and that that's the sort of person that we love to work with so we work with a lot of top level coaches and and athletes who really care they spend half their time in textbooks and and research uh publications you know like and and constantly developing themselves and their understanding of this stuff so that that's our focus, and I think that's kind of how why I gravitated towards you guys. Uh, Kevin, I think I gravitated towards you simply because uh, because of your personality and the, the the person you are. And I remember I remember meeting you at the games and kind of trying to trying to keep up with you. I think for the rest of the the three days that we were there. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's changed, bro, and I'm a little bit slower now. A little that's bit older. Not true.
1: No. <laughs> I doubt that very much, but yeah. yeah that's what got Uh,
2: me Now, i was born and raised in colorado and one of the things i was was raised with was damn those californians damn them damn them to hell and kevin gets me from meeting him for 10 minutes to move not to like the pretty awesome cool part of california but to move to fresno this is, this is the personality Kevin has. Like, yeah, just come out to Fresno. It'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. It's going to be great. And I get out to Fresno like, what the hell is Fresno? What the? F- this isn't California. <laughs> mm-hmm. In any direction but there. two yeah. hours away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I'll tell you what, it's uh it, it, Lonix was uh one of the first supplements that I looked into for our gym um and for our members um because my my traditional background in exercise science and exercise physiology has always told me that supplements aren't a necessity but they're good and then kind of doing research and that kind of stuff that that's what UC Davis taught me was um especially with Dr. Liz Applegate She was a big nutrition instructor and was teaching people, hey, supplements aren't needed if you get everything you can get from your diet. Well, then as I started doing more and more research, I kind of figured out, hey, we ain't getting everything we need from our diet anymore. And then um, when I worked for 24 Hour Fitness, we were big into selling supplements. And then I got back out of selling supplements. And then actually sitting down and talking to you, Rowan, I think that's where I kind of went, all right, there's market for this product. Now, I will tell you um, back then, and I don't know if you've enhanced any flavors. I hope you haven't. Um, your products, um, you're pretty honest about it. They don't have any taste. I mean, they're not flavored, and they're not uh, they're not flashy, and they're they are strictly just what it is. It is creatine HMB, and then I know that you've come out with the HMB Plus and uh, Sport, and then I, I don't know if you've come out with any other products since then. Uh, yeah, we did one other product,
1: which is. Uh beta, sorry, beta, beta in your, in your accent, uh, beta alanine is the other one that we've come out with. Yeah, that's another that's one I've been telling
2: people about for a while because every science you look at it is like, well, I mean, yeah, it, it works. It's, hmm. it's not flashy. It's not something you can really, you know, make a fun commercial about. But uh, physiologically speaking, the stuff just works. It's, I mean, same as creatine, same as HMB.
1: It just works yeah it's i mean the, the way the way we develop products is basically having a bunch of research dossiers on and uh, collecting research studies on on each of the different ingredients i got all these files and then suddenly one file was getting thicker and thicker and it's like okay i need to look at this one you know here and and sure enough yeah i, I was kind of waiting for the the beta alanine um uh, research you know the studies to kind of start piling up and they did really quickly there 's been over the last uh, two years there 's been a lot of good studies on it um, that kind of uh, tipped the balance for us and it 's like okay this is something we really start need to start uh, producing okay, now, so, now, that's what we did.
0: now real quick Rowan before before we continue I do want people to understand that our job today is not to sell Rowan's product however I will yeah. tell you it's probably the best product out there so um, uh, if your sales boost like by three hundred percent that 's our fault
1: Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I'll pay you, I'll pay you after. <laughs>
0: um, all right. So, um, so the Beta Aldi, well, let's come back for just a second. So, um, you developed this company back when?
1: Uh, we, we officially started in 2011. By the time we kind of really got going with pro- after product development and things like that, it was, we launched in 2012. So, we've been going for five years now.
0: Okay, and um, I know that you are a big supporter of FTF, and, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're really supportive of our athletes and uh, our members, and we're always really good to us. And so if anybody is looking for a company, um, as far as support and customer service, uh, hands down, Glonix has been one of the best companies that I've worked with. Um, there's a couple other companies, I'm sure at some point, Brian and I will catch up with them as well. Um, but, uh, Blonix is a, an amazing company and amazing product. And, uh, we'll get into a little bit more about some of those products here in a little bit. Um, a couple updates. So Brian, um,
2: uh, yeah, you kind of just kinda happened to work that, that into uh, a normal conversation. Uh, a yes, you did.
0: Oh, hey, by the way, <laughs> that thing I've been doing for like 10 years, nah, well, now Um... <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I think um, kind of what happens is um, we kind of start realizing that we're dinosaurs in the industry. And uh, I think my time came. I kind of sat back and was really looking at uh, at what I was doing with fitness. And uh, not that I'm not still very passionate about fitness, um, but I think what happened was was my gym days are over. Um, I think that uh, one of the things that that really really kind of um, got me going was I was looking at what Jacqueline was doing. Jacqueline's my business partner or was my business partner, and uh, she is um, taking FTF to the next level. Um, FTF will be, as of uh, January 1st, it will become a different name. I will still retain FTF rights in the name and be a sole proprietor. It doesn't mean I'm done in fitness. It just means that I'm done in gym ownership. Um, so, uh, uh, I will probably be doing some consulting and, uh, probably some training and a little bit of online programming. Um, uh, but my priorities have changed. And I think, uh, as we get a little bit older, I think that happens. And, uh, my priority is my family. It's, uh, a five acre farm with currently four goats until the two girls have their babies. Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, and really kind of, um, Again, looking at fitness as a means to live and support living rather than um, as kind of a, a career for me. Um, my career is in the fire service, and I, I really have been enjoying um, doing the driving. And so the decision was not easy. And I think, Brian, I even texted you that. I was I, I did have tears when I made the decision. Um, but uh, Jacqueline, I think, is going to take uh, the gym itself to a new level. And I think she is, has the same philosophy that I do, which is that crossing. A tool in the toolbox, not everything. Uh, and, uh, so I think that's uh, I think it's going to be a good change, and uh, it doesn't mean that we're still not going to be researching and talking fitness here and there in the podcast. And but I think Brian, you and I have a lot of things that we want to accomplish on this podcast. And I think um, oh, I without the gym agree. ownership, um, I think you and I can actually move this. And thing I know forward.
2: when I, I was able to see you know, and this was a while ago because we we moved back to Colorado here uh, a few years back even. And it was kind of, it was easy for me to see that kind of, you know, the the programming every day and the, the dealing with customer issues and stuff like that really wasn't what you wanted out of your, you know, your passion for fitness. It was kind of like, well, I do have a passion for fitness and I want to, you know, educate people and I want to make people's lives better, but it's, it's all this other stuff is just kind of you know, draining your, your life force away. And it was, it was easy for me to see, but it's it's tough to tell somebody, you know, like, Hey, that thing that you made your whole life about is killing you. Like that's not really something you want to say to somebody. (laughs) So it was, it was tough to see you going through it, but it's, I think you've made a, a good decision and I know you're really excited about, you know, all the stuff you've got going on the farm out there and, and kind of learning about all that stuff and, and kind of making, you know, learning these different things and expanding your mind towards things. And I've I've been doing the same thing myself. So it's, and yeah, we are always going to be, you know, really passionate about, you know, fitness and exercise physiology and all this stuff, just because that's kind of where our brains are and that's what kind of gets our our neurons excited. But I think, uh, you know, I've both made kind of a turn towards learning different things and, and making different things a part of our life. That's kind of enriching our, our deeper person, I guess.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's one thing I've seen in you. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I love this podcast is because it's, it's got me thinking about different things and trying to come up with different topics for, um, than just fitness. Cause fitness is is something for you and I, that's so second nature and Rowan with you in the, in the supplement industry, again, it's second nature. And it's, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, okay, now I got to, now I actually got to study and, and do that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> so Um, so, yeah, so that's a big change. But, oh, yeah. Uh, it's a positive change. Even though I'm not in the industry and stuff anymore, that, you know, I am available for on a sofa. paid basis or whatever. <laughs> if you want to have a three-hour talk
2: about fish that's oil, I'm your no. man.
0: That's right. <laughs> Which is actually a great segue because what this podcast is actually about is supplementation in the fitness industry, and um, realistically, is it needed? What kind of supplements are needed? Um, uh, what are they used for? Um, if we go back to that outline we developed, um, I don't know, a month and a half ago, Brian. Um, kind of today is really about uh, the basics of supplementation. And um, well, bro, that's just one the why we stuff you like that. But I mean, really the, the way, way he
2: functions uh, is kind of the way we, we function. It's, it's no nonsense, no uh, bullshit, uh, no glitz and glamour. Want- it's does it work? Does it not work? Do you need it? Do you not need it? That's what I really love about Rowan. That's what I love about Blonix.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's always the way it's been with with uh, Blonix and I think that's great. So, um, so that's going to lead us into our discussion then. Um, so... Uh, let's talk about this whole supplementation industry. Um, what the hell is a supplement and what do we use it for? And uh, Rowan, why don't we open up with you, kind of kind of talking a little bit about it.
1: Absolutely, so it's got an interesting past, actually, the, the supplement industry. Um, it started off, uh, uh, this is b- back in the kind of late 80s eight, really, and uh, it came about from a series of scientific studies that that basically uh, found, and I think a lot of them were animal studies, and it was adding like simple uh, kind of isolated ingredients uh, into uh, animal feed, was, you know, was starting to actually increase the size, the, you know, the weight, or, or certain aspects of, a, uh, of an animal's development sort of thing. And then there was suddenly the, these, these substances were isolated from food. So they were slightly different to drugs at the time. It, it was a big like error for uh, drug research. Uh, drug research was really ramping up, and they were starting to do similar studies on these isolate isolates from food. So protein, for example, they were um, you know taking. A, I managed to imagining to isolate the protein from food and then feed high protein or just simply protein to uh, to people, humans, in the end, and seeing what impact that would have on a development. And it would be anything. It was health development as well as muscular development. So a lot of these early studies, they what they found is they were looking at things like blood markers and stuff like that. So it was really what I call uh, referral studies or, or reference studies. So it's like they were seeing something and it's like, hmm. If, if we reduce the level of, um, you know, lipids or cholesterol in the bloodstream by taking this ingredient, like this certain isolate, then we can make the referent or the order of referral that that will be uh, reducing the risk of, uh, you know, heart attack or um, you know, clotted arteries in the future sort of thing. Oh, so no, a lot of oh it was shit. based on that. And there's a, uh, I remember this uh, guy, I think it was called Bill Phillips. He brought out a book called Body for Life. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I think, I think yeah, yeah. it was yeah there you go blast from the past right there and and what all he did there was he he talked through all of the studies that were coming out of research and it it didn't matter what type or quality of study they were it's just like this is a study this is what it showed from this information if we use it if we make assumptions here and things like that this ingredient may do this and this is kind of where uh, you know, in my opinion, it's where the industry was born. Wader um, uh, from, you know, from uh, Arnie days um, and the, the whole bodybuilding universe and Mr. Universe found that he he is the guy who really took the industry and took it to the next level. He basically uh, created the concept of protein powders and things like that. But also at the same time, creatine monohydrate um, uh, started to kind of become a, an upcomer in that for that same reason that there were these research studies that came out of it. So, that's where the industry stemmed from. But it was all from research. Like this is the, the common theme is it came from research studies. And it's like we have the ability now in the lab to isolate these uh, specific molecules from the food we eat. We can capture them, pill them, put, put them in powders and things like that and start to take them. The idea was that in doing that and getting a, you know a higher dose of x uh, compared to what we normally get in our diet that it might actually have an impact on our physiology and that's exactly what a supplement is so a supplement that kind of the classification is kind of fuzzy nowadays and it varies from from country to country dosage etc and there's there's actually there isn't actually a fine line between drugs and supplements so um, a lot of supplements cross that border caffeine is a is a classic example there um, but a lot these ingredients to be a supplement the basic uh, definition is it it is derived from food so it's a it's a molecule or um, that you will actually find in in food stuff so creatine monohydrate you'll find uh, very high concentrations in in meats and especially fish for example um, HMB you'll get that from uh, a grapefruit and alfalfa sprouts and stuff like that so that's that's effectively what, and that's kind of always what is, I thought uh, about. You know, what a supplement uh, was was isolated. Yeah, um, yeah so, and so you know, that's exactly yeah, what. what uh, the supplements? Of supplement. You know, stuff.
2: What supplements do I need? And you're like, well, I don't know if you need supplements depending on what you eat, but um, supplements to me was always kind of a <clears throat> a concentrated source of a nutrient. You know, like uh, when you're talking, you know, HMB and grapefruit, when you're talking creatine and red meat, um, B vitamins and red meat, you know, all these different vitamins and minerals and green leafy vegetables and stuff. Exactly. I think one of the reasons, and this is kind of a tangent, but one of the reasons I think the supplement industry got so big is because the American diet over the last hundred years or so has gone to such shit that people are not eating the nutrients they normally got in their diet, which was you know, your lean meats, your fruits, your vegetables, your, you know, minimal grains and stuff like that. But you used to get all those nutrients in your diet anyway. So it wasn't, I mean, you didn't think of supplementing because you were getting all the nutrition, but as you know, the diet has gotten shittier and shittier and shittier, all of a sudden people are, you know, they're B vitamin uh, deficient or they're D deficient or they're E deficient or they're I mean, Jesus, they're vitamin C deficient. You know how easy it is to get vitamin C? <laughs> um, I mean, you got kids with like rickets and stuff like that. Like, what? The, how the hell does this kid have rickets? It's like, well, he's eating chicken nuggets every fucking day. Um, so I think one of the reasons the supplement industry has kind of gone nuts is because the uh, average American diet, and it, it's tough to speak, you know, globally, but, the average American diet is such just bullshit at this point that you're not getting the normal nutrients you would get from foods. So you got to get them in a concentrated, you know, source in a pill or something. So it's not so much a supplement as much as, well, this is what you really should be eating anyway. And I think if people were eating normally, then they wouldn't necessarily need to supplement pills and they could supplement stuff that would just enhance, you know, whatever hobbies they have, whether it's Olympic lifting, whether it's uh, endurance racing, you know, whether it's, I don't know, building models, I don't know. Well, and again... uh, (laughs) It always depends on the person. I mean, uh, so
0: the pretzel chips that i mean. you know, people's is daily
2: is activities used to be getting up with the sun and going out to slop the hog and going out to feed hay to the, the cows and tend to the chickens and then, you know, build a shed in the backyard and, uh, you know, mow your, or, uh, plow your field and, and all this stuff. So we used to actually do things and the only food you could get was actual food. So you'd get, you know, you'd get your. Your lean meats, you'd get your organ meats, you'd get your fruits and vegetables. It used to just be food, and all the nutrients were there, which I think was kind of the, you know, design. With you know, depending on your viewpoint, but we've gone very, very, very far from that, and so is our lifestyle. So people are just kind of unhealthy because the lifestyle is shit, the diet is shit. So there's this whole room for this supplement industry that didn't used to be necessary because people used to eat real food.
1: Mhm. I think uh you know it, where that's where it kind of started from right I think that I mean nowadays is a very different picture I I think it's um you know the, you're right the quality of diet in the in uh, North America and and beyond I think it's it's something globally that there's generally a, an issue with it but um, the, there is, there are a number of other reasons why oh, I think the supplement industry has has Sports um, performance you know, and supplements, I think it's, there's a lot of them. Th- there's a lot that, of them are, but also, are very, I, I, very, very, very useful. Think that supplements I think uh, uh, the there's a number of, of categories it is just in supplements. And we so, have yeah, the technology to it, concentrate, you concentrate these, yeah.
2: you know, these nutrients in a pill that you can take that you didn't used to be able to do.
1: No, ab- yeah, exactly. I, I like the origins, right? The origins of the supplement industry. It's it's based on it's it's a, like a tech uh, a tech play. It's like technology changed. Exactly that. It's you know it's like why do we have Uber and things like that? Today? It's because the technology has enabled it. And I think at that time the, the technology enabled us to isolate these uh, you know these nutrients from food and, and go from there. But I and I think nowadays the the, the market the reason that it's exploded, um, firstly is because. Uh, well, the marketing, the, the, there's so many dollars now in the supplement in industry. There are so many companies out there because it's very easy to start a supplement company. The, it's a mature industry now. There's, uh, you know, to start a company um, in the U.S. especially, there's not as much regulation as there are somewhere like uh, in Canada here. Uh, you, you get in touch with a contract manufacturer um, and they will even design the products for you. They have scientists on hand. They say, yeah, what do you want? Uh, we want a protein, we want a pre-workout, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, great, well, what flavor would you like oh, it to Oh, absolutely. Great, we'll uh, send you samples. You guys to one saw and the, the document you know, Bigger, Stronger, Faster. That's the faster, degree, that's how hard bigger, it is. Faster, So as long as you've faster, got a full wallet and, The guy basically you know, says, okay, and, I'm going to go and ahead and start something. And then you can you exactly can how, how hard this company. is. And basically, uh, yeah, you, you get
2: online to you know LegalZoom, start an LLC for, I don't know, $110 or whatever they have it for. And you can probably even get it on sale now that it's the holiday season. He goes, you know, you go on, you start a company, you order some bulk supplies from China, capsule them yourself, order some labels from someplace, and say, yeah, this is mega blaster protein muscle force 8,000. And it's the same shit as everybody else, it's just amino acids. It's not that different. Assuming that's what you got from China, because there's been a lot of supplement companies that just end up having all sorts of weird shit, including like no shit steroids in yeah. their supplements that they get from some place. It's just like, no, exactly. Nah, we, exactly. We blow out our machines, you know, during, you know, in between batches, but we don't really clean them. So you got like horse steroids and stuff like that in your protein powder.
1: Hmm. Well, exa- I mean, that. so that this is exactly the issue, uh, in my opinion, the way the industry has gone there is suddenly it becomes about cheap, making it cheap. You know, it, each of these supplement manufacturing companies, they're vying for your business. It, it's hard to actually get to know them without going to their facility and knowing what you're looking for. Right. So what they'll do is they'll go, right, we, we can make that product and we can make it as cheap as possible. So, you know, if I'm starting a company and I've got an idea for a protein, a pre-workout of a vitamin D, uh, a fish oil, et cetera, I go to these companies and say, can you do it? And it's like, yes, here's the cost. And you get 10 quotes and then you you pick the cheapest one. But the the issue with that is that the quality then goes. It's like, how can we make it cheaper? How do we become, you know, valid in the market? We need to do it on price. Uh, You know, quality is something that, in my opinion, people, especially if you are, you know, somebody who doesn't have a scientific background and wants to start a a supplement company, which is now the majority of people who start supplement companies, they don't know what they're looking for. They don't know how to read a a certificate of analysis. They don't know what, you know, HPLC machines are and all of these like standard scientific uh, methods that you would use to test products and things like that. And and that that's the quali- i think the quality of of uh supplements nowadays is kind of it's an interesting one I'm I'm just not sure anymore. That's that's what yeah, it comes down to. And there's like so many... Uh, that's a lie uh, you you hear it there's all the time, of, uh, uh, especially in the you know, CrossFit CrossFit athletes being banned because you know, of something that they... In some yeah, cases, you know, you know tens of millions of dollars product. for a
2: fight. And it's sometimes it it's up there getting A cheap protein from GNC that's laced with some shit. They fail. They don't get their payday. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. That's protein. It didn't say, you know... Any steroids and shit. One thing I kind of like about the CrossFit industry, though, is it seems to be right. Um, and I, I think there's a, a portion, at least, that, that I of makes I hope you wonder
0: if that's not what
2: broadens. It seems mm-hmm. to be there's a portion of society and, that's going that's- more back towards um, very. You know, more naturally produced things, more honestly produced things, whether you're talking about grass-fed beef and pork, whether you're talking about, um, you know, fermented foods, you know, all the stuff you kind of get at like Whole Foods and stuff like that. I think there's there's starting to be a little more of a, a shift back towards um, not just the cheapest thing possible, but I actually want some quality in my food. So, you're, you know, people that are getting – and there's questions about, you know, whether it's actually – the same thing, but, you know, cage free eggs and, you know, all these different things. And I think the CrossFit industry is, is really kind of going that toward, you know, that way also of saying, no, I'm only green, you know, eating, you know, grass fed protein or, you know, gluten free this or that or, you know, things like that. And I granted there's a lot of bullshit there, too, but I, I, I at least like the direction that certain industries are, are kind of taking this, especially towards. You know, supplementation, especially towards, you know, just dietary additions and stuff like that, that it's more not just the cheapest shit you can get. But where did it come from? How do they do it? Are they doing it responsibly? Are they doing it respectfully? And it's not everything, of course, but at least like that, maybe the pendulum is swinging back towards, okay, maybe the cheapest shit I can buy is is not what I actually want.
1: Yeah I and I agree and I I lo- I like that shift it's it's uh, you know it's what whole foods uh, uh, has has done for the way we eat I think you know it's making us think a little bit more about about where the, this comes from and also being being uh, willing and able to you know spend more for our food and and put you know putting our money that so it's saying well there's produce over here which is really cheap or there's this high quality produce that I can get here and it's like no I deserve that you know I I'm willing to pay double the amount for for my meat but it I know it comes it's locally sourced it's uh uh you know it's organic um you know there's environmentally friendly practices and things like that and it's putting that vote there and I, for me I think that's that's how the food industry it needs to change you know the the mass production uh farming is changing and i like to see that shift over to the supplement market the issue with the supplement market though is that marketing is such a powerful force now and this is this is what we're up against really as a as a company and we're, we're kind of pushing against and what i would like to see changed um, because what happens if if anyone can create a supplement company and and it, like you said the, the the products are all the same the ingredients and you know it's like we need a protein regardless of if that's uh you know, grass fed beef, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. The fact is, we need a protein in there. And then it comes down to marketing, right? It's like, well, we don't, the science, we're not really sure on and what the benefits are. But what we're going to do is use marketing to sponsor athletes to, uh, you know, create some really compelling mar- uh, marketing messages and things like that to actually sell our products. And I think that a lot of it um, turns its back on science and reality and, and reality. You know it's not honest it's like how many how many companies out there say hey look we've got this ingredient here in this product and it this is what the research says the research suggests it well, does this that thing about but to be that honest that's is, only an animal studies. we're not I mean, they study, so it not sure I mean we all have they have it to say it how many companies say market that well, they actually say this will um, increase endurance will um, and people don't look the studies they don't go to PubMed and read up on shit I mean even Doctors nice. these
2: days don't read up on all the studies on different drugs, different treatments, different everything. So to expect the consumer to actually look into, right. okay, what does resveratrol really do? Is this something I really want to spend money on? Um, you know, what does – I mean, shit, there's so many damn supplements now. It's tough to keep track of. Right. Um,
1: Well, that's another thing. It is, you know, you know, that's actually that's called consumer confusion, there, Brian. If you if you consume people, uh, so I could uh, confuse oh, yeah. people and it, that's, enough and that's as consumer, kind of a consumer then what That's they'll do is they a whole, on or a especially on Especially in America, if you try and sell something to an educated there they'll be pushed back. They'll, they'll go, hang on a sec. That We're everyone's just that in this kind of like
2: weird bullshit. state of ADD Whereas where you keep people, it's tough to you keep actually look into any specific thing for more than about 15 seconds because there's commercials and ads and billboards and all this other bullshit, You know, Twitter posts and Facebook posts and everything that... To expect someone to actually look into something for more than two minutes is is not needed. So all you have to do is mix your words, mix your mm-hmm. you know, your your marketing message, mix all that stuff in order to get at them to believe it just enough that they won't look deeper into it and they'll say, Well, no, I saw this thing on, you know, TV or this infomercial or fucking Dr. Oz that said this was a good thing to buy. And fortunately, that that whole State of things is getting people to blow money on bullshit basically. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and th- and that's exactly it. I think it's an industry. I mean, it's a multi-multi billion dollar industry, and I, I honestly believe that a lot, a hell of a lot of that is driven by marketing based on very weak or non-existent uh, science. And I, that's I mean, that's the biggest problem with the industry, in my opinion. It's why you know it's it's why we're having this discussion, really. It's why Blonix came about, uh, yeah. etc. But and I mean, this is it. The, what underpins what we do. It's I kind of feel like it does need to change. I'm not exactly sure how I'm trying my best in that. And, you know, like I think discussions like this where people just people understanding these these simple things. Right. It's like, yeah, the fact that companies are allowed to market their products without without actually have good having good scientific evidence. You know how easy it is to start a supplement company. I think just that being armed with that information makes you suddenly look at those labels a little bit differently, you know, and and suddenly kind of compel you to actually spend more than that five minutes five seconds or whatever it is on understanding what these supplements are and that's what i would love to see i would love to see that i'd love to see more people going hang on a sec i need to know where this is from as much as they people do their eggs and meat oh, and things like that nowadays I mean, and whole, think about the, the whole, their whole ignorance of
2: well they say it. this
1: is good so i'm just gonna you know but trust them that,
2: this is I good that or, are inherently... i mean that's that's society wide
0: I think people, Where, I mean, people just trust in certain things on. because, well, I think if people, it's allowed on TV,
2: then, I mean, surely someone has vetted this and it's going to be okay. Or if it's allowed in my, I don't know, Variety magazine or, or whatever. Um, and and then, I mean, that's kind of a, one of the problems in America anyway, is it's just too easy to get a message out there. Um, wow. I don't know if you guys, and I don't know if they still do it because I haven't bought one in... I don't know, a fucking decade, but like uh, used to pick up like men's health or I don't know if women's health did the same thing, but you'd find these, you know, two or three page long, you know, things in there that would look like a scientific study. You know, they'd have, you know, black print, basic boring print on white paper. They'd have a couple of charts and stuff like that. And it would look like this scientific study, like, look, we've done all this amazing analysis on our certain product and this is why you should buy it. And it's only the glitzy glamour bullshit at the end. And if you look you know, at the top of the page, the bottom of the page, this is, you know, paid advertisement or whatever. And you're like, wait a damn second. This is an advertisement. You people are shady. But unfortunately I think that's unfortunate. The, you know, the majority of the industry because they see, you know, profit charts and stuff like that. And they say, no, we need to get a piece of that. They're not looking at, okay, people don't actually need this. What they need is, you know, vitamin D. What they need is all this stuff that they're not getting in their diet because, you know, they're going to die early. hmm
1: Yeah.
0: So with all this misinformation or all this, uh, this advertisement, do people need supplements?
1: Great question. Uh, This is the way I see it. Firstly, um, the body is quite amazing. Right. The, the, it's, it's actually, uh, I know there's the extreme cases of mal, malnutrition, and we talked about rickets and, and things like that. But, uh, in comparison with a lot of, a lot of countries and, and our history, um, you know, our understanding of nutrition and diet means that in actual fact, like, you know, uh, diet in, in, especially in Western, uh, civilization is, is kind of, it's not bad. We we do. It's quite easy to get the majority of things that you need to stay fit and, and generally healthy. Um, so in terms of needing supplements, I personally think that a, a decent diet, if you if you spend a bit of time educating yourself on your diet, um, you know, and, make, and making sure you do, uh, you know, get the vegetables and things like that, that's always going to be better always going to be better than taking supplements having a good diet understanding a balance in your diet understanding the importance of uh, things like fiber uh, vitamins minerals um you know and things like that before even before your macros kind of things i think that's that's the most important thing and that's going to have a bigger biggest impact on your health but also in also your sports performance there now maybe if i turn that question into something slightly different which is will supplements improve that is there is there a you know is there a potential for supplements to have an impact the answer to that is absolutely um remember supplement and supplements and drugs the only real difference between the two of them uh is often the uh you know the regulatory board so the FDA deciding uh what uh, what category to put them in you know it's not like there is a specific quality between them caffeine below a certain amount is considered to be a su- a supplement ingredient above a certain amount is definitely a drug uh, you know so so um in terms of do supplements work that's like saying do drugs work the answer is yes and there's the, and research studies show that supplement ingredients absolutely can have an impact on on physiological function um my general opinion is is that they are a bit of a, a kind of um if if you have got A B C right, then and you want to try and you know add that little extra one two three percent sort of thing, that's when you start to look at supplements. So uh, in terms of general health, uh, and let's let's talk about the fish oil uh, side of things, and all glucosamine chondroitin and and um, and collagen and, and things like that. Um, so supplements like that, I think that you go well. If I just take those, those, say if I just start taking fish oil, will that improve my health? The answer is if it will by one or two percent, probably, according to the research. But will improving my diet in general have much more of an impact on my health? And the answer is yes. So, you know, like, should we do supplements work? Yes, Uh, there's and there's real potential. Don't expect to be absolutely blown away by anything that you take. Um, you know, and should I be focusing well, that, on other stuff? And like one of the my important diet, things exercise, to remember is uh you I mean, know, supplementing general lifestyle, should you know, I stop smoking five or, so or six, take seven different nutrients an, it's, nutrients. A, it's, it's a no gonna brainer, depend right? on your, your baseline. It's, it's baseline. So if your baseline
2: is sleeping five hours a night, so you're it's it smoking, if it's smoking, if it's drinking too much, if it's you know, getting up and even moving, much less you know, exercising. If your baseline is in the pits of hell no supplement is going to help you. You have to change your entire lifestyle. Now, if you're looking at someone like, uh, you know, from the cross world, if we're looking at Matt Frazier, his baseline is so incredibly high that if he gets even a half a percent increase in some performance factor from a certain nutrient, we're talking about some serious shit. But you have to apply the, you know, the different nutritional supplements and things like that to where you're at. If the rest of your lifestyle is shit, no amount of supplementation is going to help you. Um, so you have to apply that to your diet, your lifestyle, your exactly. uh, lack or or whatever you're doing for for exercise. It's you still have to say, Absolutely. okay, granted, I'm not working out at all. I'm barely sleeping. I'm eating nothing Absolutely. but dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. Dinosaur? Dinosaur? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets, which is not a part of a chicken that I'm aware of. Um, you have to look at all these things. So if if, if all those things are lacking, no extra 1% or 2% increase in any metric is really going to make that much of a difference. So supplements are great if you've got that baseline there. But if you don't, then you need to address some different things before you start going to GNC and, and tossing down a couple hundred bucks a month.
1: Absolutely. And I, th- I think that's such an important message to get across there, Brian. And we, and, and one, one of the kind of pillars behind Blonix and the way we market and communicate with our, our, audio, our customer base is exactly that. We have uh, a promise of integrity in marketing. So when we do start working with, uh, say, a gym, uh, coaches in a gym and things like that we say to people do not sell our products to people who are still working on improving their lifestyle there's you know it's like a dietary change is needed and they need to get into the gym you know it's, it's if they're coming once uh once a week um and they're still eating like crap and and drinking heavily and things like that then they shouldn't be taking our supplements it's it's not what they're looking for you know, it's not. It's not. Um, and you know, supplements can never be this magic pill that will get you where you want to go. No, it's there's so really much more underneath back. that I'm that, a that you need man. to work okay. on, in my opinion, before you get to the point where you should start uh, taking supplements and you'll actually see a real benefit uh, for it. You know, so if if you're dripping your uh, your fish oil on the top of your Big Mac when you you know when you eat that, that's you've completely missed the point there. Um, so yeah, it's it is about a one or two percent. <laughs> I saying, I grab a couple that's fine, then.
0: fine
1: say again Kevin I was gonna go
0: grab a couple of whoppers and get my fish oil on there today
1: That's it exactly <laughs> maybe go for the fillet of fish or something like that that'll that'll do it that's uh, that's your equivalent I think
0: <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, if this is all kind of like okay we know it works but we could probably do it based on diet but we got these performance goals. Um, what's the purpose of supplements? Why do we take them? What what's what do we need them?
1: Yeah, g- uh, good question. I think um, Brian really really kind of hit the nail on the head there, where it is about that one or two percent. Uh, when you're when you are in a situation where you're like, yeah, I'm i you know I'm getting a lot of this stuff dialed. I'm I'm really healthy. I, you know, my general lifestyle. I've made a lot of improvements, or I generally have a a healthy eating a ethos and I'm getting to the gym a lot and things like that. But then you're starting to look at things like the competitive edge. So that is a big one. So Matt Fraser, you know, a 0.5% uh, increase in his, uh, you know, in some some aspect of his training is the difference between 10th and 1st at the CrossFit Games. I mean, that's what we're talking about. But in general terms, what about your general athlete that comes you know, into the
0: – That's the same for uh, me. I mean, I, when I take my supplements, I'm number one at the CrossFit
2: Games too. Just
1: so you know, exactly. It will take you, Kevin. It will take you from a, a second to first, probably. I think uh, is what we're looking at here. But you know, in in gen in general, I think it is the people who are looking for that one percent. But that's not to say you have to be an elite level athlete. I think you need to do it for yourself and where you want to get to. And I think this is an important thing if uh, let, let's talk about, uh, supplements that report to improve sleep quality. I, I don't really know all that much about the science in that area, just as a disclaimer there, but say if that was the case, what would, uh, a one or 2% improvement in the quality of your sleep do for you? You know, it's, it's like, you need to have a think about that. And it's like, actually, yeah, that's, you know, I'm a, I'm a high functioning individual. Uh, you know, I work hard. I, uh, that, that, extra, you know, that extra half an hour with my kids every day, you know, where I'm feeling a lot more mentally alert and aware. I want that. And I think that's where you need to start thinking about, um, you know, how supplements can play a role there. Um, It's that, and it's also health. It's like, I want to be active for that extra one, two years of my my life is actually really damn important to me. You know, to do that, and 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 also um, things like rest and like recovery. Recovery is a big one. Uh, If if you, especially the CrossFitters out there, um, CrossFit can play a toll on your body uh, over time. You know, and if I can do anything to um, reduce that toll on my body and and have that longevity in life. But also, if I really enjoy something like CrossFit, I want to do it more frequently. If I can take a supplement that will. You know make me feel better the next day and and more kind of like yeah i want to get into the gym i feel i don't feel as affected i'm not as sore as i was the day before and i want to get to the gym to, to be able to get that one extra session in there you know every few weeks or something like that or or play that sport that you play that little bit better that comes down to us personally i think so i think a lot of people need to be in tune with why they're using supplements and think about what will this one, 2% do for my life and what, my, what I want out of my life? And I don't think people see it like that. You know, They're very much – they get caught up in this uh, the magic pill kind of scenario or, or, well, my buddy so-and-so is taking it, and if he's taking it, I want to be like him, so I, I, that's what I need to do um, kind of sort of thing. Well,
0: I, yeah. think that's, I think that's a good point. I think that's really uh, – a, a lot of what these supplements companies focus on now, like you were talking about earlier in the podcast – they sponsor a well-known athlete and then everybody thinks that if they take that supplement, they're going to perform like that well-known athlete. And we all have different body chemistries. We all have different needs. We all have different performances. We all have different genetics. And I think that, that what happens is, is we forget that, that there's so many factors to go into how supplements affect us in terms of are we going to perform better? Or are we going to feel better? Um, some people – may not need fish oil. Some people may. Some people may not even need extra protein. Some people may. Mm-hmm. Some people may not need creatine. Some people may. It all depends. And I think one of the big things, too, I think um, that I kind of tell people is, hey, anytime that you're changing an exercise program, give yourself 90 days before you start any supplement. Because what, what you don't understand is that that first 90 days of physiological changes that's, that are going on in your body, they're going to occur whether you're on supplements or not. And you won't know whether the program is working if you're using supplements during that first 90 days of changing an exercise program. Um, and that's where I – really, when I was talking to people about blonics, that's really where, I, where um, I was really effective in terms of educating people on understanding, hey, there is a time period that you want to see what your baseline is before you go into utilizing supplements.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Totally.
0: So and I I think that's another people another area where people are missing the boat is that they're not getting their baseline before they just uh some people are just joining a CrossFit gym, then they're buying Progenics and then they're buying whatever, right? It used to be they were buying Myoplex, you bring Bill Phillips up, that was the Myoplex brand, right? Yes. They'd join Twenty Four Hour Fitness and then they'd buy, you know, um uh, it was the thermotropics and the, or the lipotropics and the thermogenics. And, uh, then they buy a Myoplex. and then they'd use all that stuff because that's what the program recommended for them. But they had no idea what they were getting into and they didn't know if they were going to be able to do it just based on modifying their diet a little bit and then mm-hmm. some, uh, some exercising as well. And so I think that's, that's very important to understand is that supplements do work. And there is a need for him. And I think like you said, that top one to 2%, man, it's going it, to, it could make the difference. Um, mm-hmm. But now what, what kind of areas of supplementation we, we guys, we, we have probably about 10 minutes left um, to finish up, but what kind of areas of supplementation are there? Are we talking, is there like a performance enhancing? Is there a general health? What are the, the general areas of, of um, supplementation use that people should be thinking about?
1: So the the general areas that I would say I think uh, you, you kind of hit a lot of them on the head there. I think there's the one there's a big one, and I think the biggest selling one, which is uh, what I would call like a meal replacement type uh, product, and this is much more your macronutrients um, and general you know kind of shakes and things like that. So I personally I actually put protein supplements under that. Uh, proteins are used you know by the body in so many different ways, and it's a big portion of uh, of the food that we eat is a big element of that. And so I would say, you know, meal replacement shakes, uh, Ensure shakes, um, uh, Soylent is one of, one of them in there too, but then down to the Progenix products or, or uh, you know, um, whey proteins and things like that. I think they're all in the over here in the kind of this is a, a general meal replacement. You would use them as partial or full meal replacement. I think that's one. Uh, the other one is what I call health and maintenance. And this is very much your vitamin B, your vitamin uh, supplements, multivitamins, uh, vitamins, sorry, and, uh, and and fish oils and things like that. And even glucosamine, chondroitin, uh, um, collagen is a big one right now, things like that. That to me is general health. It's, it's supporting the body. It's kind of, you know, it's like a, an insurance policy. You're making sure that you have enough of X in your diet because you know that those are needed. For you know, for body processes to actually go, you're not going to get in performance. You're not going to take them and go, "Wow, I've just PR'd my back squat," sort of thing. That's not really going to happen. But you know, you are ensuring that your body has the best chance possible of having a longer, more you know, healthy kind of a fitter, more active lifestyle going into the future um then i think that the third one is uh the uh supplement uh, the kind of supplements for performance enhancement and this is very much dominated by things like creatine monohydrate uh, is 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 the best researched supplement out there for that but th- this is the area that in my opinion there's a hell of a lot of uh uh kind of risky business there's a hell of a lot of uh um, marketing, uh, strong marketing prowess. This is, this is where all the athletes are sponsored, right? Uh, they're sponsored by these various companies, Beefcake 2000 and stuff like that. There's constant, there's a, the most competitive. It's where, um, you will see new ingredients come out each week. Uh, you have no idea about half the stuff that you're taking. Um, you know, you're only taking them because Bob told you to and he's, uh, he's a really good athlete in your gym sort of thing. Uh, so there's that, that side of it, which I think is the most, um, uh, you know, tainted. That's the most kind of sketchy part of the the industry there. Uh, on top of that, there's there's kind of some side uh, parts to it too. There's um, the herbal uh, market is a really interesting one. Um, you know, like um, ginkgo biloba, I remember coming out in St. John's wort and, and all of this, these sort of ingredients. And there's actually a lot of potential in there, I think. Uh, there's a, There's a lot of understanding that we still need. Um, and, but they have a number of applications across the board kind of, kind of thing, you know, potential performance, potential uh, there's even health benefits. A lot of them can be considered a, a drug in certain aspects. And I say I see the herbal market as one that's off the side a little bit. I don't really know a crazy amount. There's so much uh, a random research out there on that. It's hard to get a grip with uh, with any one or two ingredients in that that side of it. So that's kind of how I segment, you know, when you walk into a GNC, that's how I segment it. It's the meal replacement guys. It's the general health section. It's the performance enhancement. And then you've got all the herbals kind of uh, propping that up and and contributing to, to um, different departments, there, sort of thing. So
0: I think it's a, I think it's a great breakdown. Uh, We are unfortunately running out of time and I think this is a, uh, man, it's such a big topic. And and Rowan, I think what, what Brian and I will probably do is probably do a part two and have you come back on because we would like to actually talk to you a little bit more about uh, some of the research that you've done um, and kind of figure out uh, a little bit more about uh, especially creatine and HMB and um, uh, what that stuff does. But I think what we did today was hopefully spelled out for people that there's a lot to think about when it comes to supplementation. It's not just, all right, let's just, whatever's marketed, let's just go out and buy it. But they are they actually probably, as a consumer, need to look into the company that's producing the product and kind of figure out, hey, is this company worth spending my money on? Is this supplement worth spending my money on? And I hope that people have at least gotten that out of this podcast, if if not more than that. I'm sure they have. Um, But uh, what kind of closing comments would you have as a, Supplement company owner, let's 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 bring you back to you being a business owner and a supplement company owner and knowing your company and your product. What kind of closing comments would you have for those who might be looking into supplements?
1: So, yeah, I think the, the main thing here is uh, not to be intimidated by um, you know, going out there and empowering yourself to um, actually understand what what is in a supplement. I mean, that's the big one. We we go into so many buying decisions when it comes to supplements relatively blindly. And so we are. That's why we are influenced by the marketing. And And Brian and I were talking earlier uh, about consumer confusion there. But it's actually easier than you think to get to grips with research studies, be able to read them, um, you know, and, and understand where to find that information, too. Uh, It's actually not that difficult. And one of one of our aims, um, you know, as as a company is is to empower people like that. So, you know, go out there and do don't be afraid to spend time on on this and and educating yourself on how to read uh, studies, how to how to learn about this stuff and make those decisions and consider it like, uh, you know, like going to a supermarket. It's like, look, look out for certain words if it's organic or, or free range or or whatever it is or locally sourced, whatever it is. And I want to start bringing that sort of paradigm into the supplement industry. And I think it should be there. I think uh, consumers should start asking the questions say, hey, great. I want to I'm interested in your supplements. Please send me the human research that you have backing this. Because I'm going to look for certain words and I'm going to look for certain structures around that study to actually decide myself whether there's enough research done on this for me, you know, for me taking it. So, I I mean, in terms of a closing comment, it's that I think consumers don't don't be fooled by this. uh, You know, the marketing don't be fooled by the fact that they sponsor athletes and and things like that. Money will get will get them that, uh, you know, that credit. Do your own research, kind of second guess them and get them especially ask, asking the supplement companies that you want to buy from, go to them directly, ask them for the research behind the ingredients. If they can't provide that and if they're not willing to send it to you, what does that tell you about them and, and you know what their ethos is and also their respect for you as a customer? I think that's a big one. As a, custo- as a customer, as somebody who takes supplements, we need to see a lot more respect to us. We need to see com- as companies starting to say, hey, you want the real information? We've got it right here. We're going to give it to you. That's what I would like to see, and I think people should fight for that. I would love to see a change.
0: Awesome. Um, I awesome. think just I kind think of going back great, to
1: what we were talking about points, on- and I think that's
0: Probably, um, you use something. Um, what I would say, and granted,
2: in a perfect um, situation, uh, a lot of supplements will do their own absolutely. Improve, I think a lot of
0: times, what I've know, actually is I actually instigate more questions uh, than I
2: answer. You know, whether that's so,
0: and I hope that's what we've done today. You know, recovery. Uh, Brian, how about that's, you? Any closing you comments? Know,
2: performance in a, you know, a sport performance type of way. Whether that's. Um, You know, different uh, you know blood tests and stuff like that that are taken just for health reasons. Absolutely, supplements can help, but the most important thing for anybody is to evaluate where you're starting from. Um, You know, evaluate your baseline. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating what you're supposed to be eating? Are you um, trying to keep stress at a, a low level if you if possible, or do you have certain you know ways to reduce that? Um, if if you can't avoid it um taking that baseline into in a question or taking that into uh consideration shit I can't think today um taking that baseline into into consideration really is the first step in you know, do I need this supplement will this supplement help me? well, okay, are you going to improve? you know, your baseline of bullshit by one or 2%, or are you going to improve your baseline of I am doing everything I possibly can in the rest of my life, you know, eating-wise, sleep-wise, lifestyle-wise, to support, okay, maybe this supplement will give me that, you know, one or 2% increase in, you know, whatever you're doing, whether it's health, whether it's uh, sports performance, um, whatever it is, um, make sure you're applying it to your baseline and really... Make sure you are, you know, doing your due diligence and make sure you're, you know, looking up all these different things that you want to, you know, perhaps supplement to your diet. Uh, Don't just take something because it was in the pages of a magazine. Um, Don't just take it because Dr. Oz said so. Most of the world, I mean, news, uh, uh, magazines, media, anything, most of it is trying to get you towards a certain you know a viewpoint or a certain perspective rather than just informing you because there's really not that much uh, money in information because it's all logic and there's not that much money in logic there's a lot of money in emotion there's a lot of money in uh, reactivity there's not a whole lot in you know something like bonnox unfortunately that is saying, you know, this is the science behind this. This is why we offer this. This is why this is made. This is what it's going to do for you. People don't care about that as much as they do, you know, the marketing behind it, unfortunately, which is kind of one of the problems with America. So, um, yeah, look at kind of where you're at, what your baseline is. See if your lifestyle as a whole will support actually taking the supplement before you go ahead and throw money on it. Um, and once you decide that if you are getting enough sleep, if your diet is good, if, uh, you know, if everything else you're doing is as, as good as you can, then yeah, look towards some supplements. And honestly, I would look towards someone that doesn't take an ad out in every magazine they possibly can look towards someone that is actually basing their products on science, basing it on research, Basing it on, yeah, these are the couple things that, yeah, will probably get you that one or two percent, you know, increase. Um, you know, something like Blonix, which, again, the reason I love them is because it's, it's the same as my keep it simple, stupid philosophy. It's the science supports this. This is why it works, um, in every human body because it's just physiology. It's not conditional, it's just physiology. But you still have to start with that good baseline.
0: All right. I I think those are again, I think uh we've we've hit on a lot of good points in this in this podcast and I think um I I think there's much more to come. So I think the three of us uh maybe need to come up with another day to kind of dig in a little bit more. There's there's just so much to this topic. Um so I, I appreciate both of you being on and Rowan, thank you for taking time out of your day. I know that uh you, you might have had a little one kind of that you had to work around and I appreciate that. And Brian will know that soon. Um I was able to get the kids off to school and then uh, be able to uh, sit here while I'm watching the dogs dig their holes in the pasture. <laughs> uh, but uh, everybody, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, um, please do uh, hit us up uh, on Facebook at Gnostic Jocks. And uh, we we are still in the development now that, uh, now that I have a little more free time. I think we're going to start developing and looking into our website and kind of getting a little bit more uh, into that. Um, sponsors uh we are still looking for sponsors so we're going to be uh probably bringing that up in the next four or five podcasts about looking for people who would like to advertise uh rowan since you're on if you want to do that. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah we are really looking for sponsors um so we uh, uh hope that we continue to bring you some good information um next time i will probably only have one moscow mule since uh, i don't think i can see straight right now uh, <laughs> And uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for being on. And uh, listeners, we'll see you on the next one. My pleasure.